When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thanks for having me, Joe. You're welcome. It's Draft Podcast. We haven't done one of these in a while. It's been a while, yeah. We've been, uh, uh, so much stuff has gone undrafted. It, well, emergencies and and uh, situations have they pushed yellow away. caution flag. Def pause three type situations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, and and several people have noticed this. So we've had emergencies left and right. We've had the you know the Larusa emergency. We've had the Live Golf emergency. Right. We we've had other emergencies that I never can remember. Um, <laughs> and the biggest emergency, the true DefCon one emergency, just goes unspoken. It just goes unspoken. What's that? And, and that is. That the New York Yankees never lose. <laughs> <laughs> How in the world on this podcast do we or do we not talk about that? I think because it can't be called an emergency anymore. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, what mean? To, like it because an emergency is the Yankees signed Matt Carpenter. He immediately homers eight right. six times, and, right. and it's Which the happened? first the first Yankee in his in the history of the New York Yankees. <laughs> To hit what was it five six homers and eight six games homers in his yeah, first ten game yeah, whatever yeah, it was yeah. right that's the emergency the the Yankees winning all their games is just an unfolding it's climate change it's an unfolding so, steady so, disaster in the background of our lives right so you're saying you can't call an emergency podcast for climate change there has to be some <laughs> actual like there has to be like oh it's a hurricane. It's exactly. It's an individual event is what individual emergencies are the things that cause us to have podcast emergencies about them. (laughs) Right. So so the Yankees being 50 and 17 through 67 games on pace to win 121 games. That's That's not an emergency. That's just the world we live in. And there's nothing we can do about it. That's just an existential dread that hovers above us like a dark cloud everywhere we go. (laughs) Do you remember early in the season when we got uh, texts from Alan Sepinwall saying how happy we were going to be this year because the Yankees are no good. I do remember that. We I, called, that we, was an emergency because we called that a trap. We, call, we, we immediately were like, You're, this is this is bad. We're, this, this is, is bad. bad. Now, you may remember this. I'm not sure if you do. I do because I have a sickness. Uh, in in their 116 win season, yes. they started that year one and four. Yes. Do you remember that? They started one and four, and I believe at the time was, I think, tied for the worst five-game start that they had ever had as a (laughs) franchise. They'd never started 0-5. Right. And the worst they had ever started was one and four, and there was an actual article in the New York papers that I read at the time, which was like, they're off to their worst start ever. 
Right. And after the after '96 uh, World Series title, and after the, the high hopes in '97, and whatever that that they come into this season such high hopes for this season, and they're off to their worst start ever. And I remember being like, "This is so bad. This is <laughs> well, so bad." Well, I just the, know what's going to happen. And then what happened was worse than I could have imagined. Well, as I recall it, and I could be remembering it wrong, of course. They of course did not win in '97, right? They won no. in '96 when they. The Braves ruined all of our lives by blowing a two-love-nothing lead. They won both the first two games at Yankee Stadium and could at not Yankee close Stadium, the deal. And the first game, they scored 16 runs. Right. Yeah, that was the one where, the, where yeah, uh, Andrew, Andrew Jones, Jones like, yeah. Andrew yeah, Jones yeah. went crazy. And the second game, I believe, was a shutout. I believe right. it was. It was Maddox. Or wasn't six it Maddox? Nothing, yeah, one of yeah. them, yeah. And it was like, oh, this series is over. They're going to sweep because the Yankees are, they're, you know, nice story, fun story. They got to the World Series, but right. this is over. And then the Yankees won four straight and completely shut. It was like petted, I think, through game three and like shut everybody. The whole down. thing was well, and there was that was the game where where um, uh, where Wolders blew up. Mark Wolders yeah. blew up. And, and also, and, who oh, who was it? Was it Girardi who who hit that home run late? And uh, it was like game five. No, or six. Chad wasn't it. Chad Curtis. Chad Curtis sure. hit a home run to get them to I'm the World sure, Series. I'm right? sure he did. I'm sure Clay Bellinger also hit a home run to do something great. But I believe it was there was some key late clutch home run that I think Girardi hit. In one Might of have been Girardi. Games. It yeah. was just, the whole thing was a waking nightmare. And and you had this thought of like, okay, fluke season. No one right. expected this. Whatever. Right. And then they didn't get there in '97. And I recall because they lost. They didn't just lose for the first five. They got blown out in each yeah, of those games. It was bad. They lost they, eight yeah. nothing to Seattle. Uh, and I recall there being some inkling that Joe Torre was in trouble. Ooh, like really? I remember there being like just this little like they weren't gonna ready to fire him or anything, but it well, was sort of it like was Steinbrenner hey, if this doesn't turn and around, and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they won uh literally uh what, nine in a row, three, six, eight in a row. Right. And then they lost, and then back. they won five in a row, six in a row. And then they lost, and then they won three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. <laughs> anyway, it was not good. It was not no. good. They were twenty three and six after starting one and four. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's what went, this team. So is they doing. went twenty two and two over twenty two and two. Games. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now they end up. They were thirty one and nine at one point. Anyway, they won one hundred sixteen games. Yeah. Well, these Yankees are fifty and seventeen. They're losing as we speak. They're losing to the uh, Rays, but they'll probably come back and win. <laughs> Although. Uh, they did. They. I mean, their the, the, one of their losses was the big comeback by the Blue Jays. Like, yes. like even games that they're losing, they're like they could win. They're, you know, they it, like, win. here's the thing with when when the Yankees are in this mode, if if they're down nine to four in the eighth inning, the final score of that game, they might lose, but the final yeah. score will be nine to eight. Nine, yeah, nine seven, nine yeah. eight. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like that. That is part part of the. You have to stab them through the heart. They'll never die. They're vampires. They'll suck your blood and and ruin your life. Is the is the uh, the even when they lose, they kind of have won. Okay. So if let's let's go through one conceivably positive scenario to see if you would you would appreciate this scenario. Okay. What if the Yankees won 120 games? Right. 
and the Twins beat him in the playoffs. I would if you I could I would sign up for that so quickly. I would do it right now. I would, I would sign do, up today. I would today. 100% sign up for that. Another scenario I would sign up for is the Twins is the Yankees win 120 games and the Mets beat them in the World Series. That would be so funny. That would be so so funny. And they and the key would be to clinch to to win whatever game clinching game in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> In front of a in front of a crowd of probably twenty eight thousand people, half of whom leave after the sixth inning. Right, the Yankees are down because four to well one. because they've got businesses to run, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. By the way, we, we you know we have a little segment here called "Things We Don't Talk Enough About." Yes, and I think we've done this one maybe, but since you mentioned it, uh, I don't see how there's ever a possibility that you can ever let uh, a conversation about Yankees Mets go by without saying. We don't talk nearly enough about the fact that Roger Clemens threw a bat, a oh. baseball bat, at at uh, at, at Mike Piazza. At Mike we, Piazza. No. we we should be talking about that nonstop every day. I believe that in the same way that in the old days here in America, students um, began every day by standing up and, <laughs> and putting their hands over their hearts and pledging allegiance to the yes. flag. Yes. Yes. Instead of that, because we do have separation of church and state in this country and the Supreme Court has ruled on this and said you can't, you're not allowed to play, you know, one nation under God, et cetera, et cetera. So that's problematic. So instead of that, I think it would probably benefit the youth of America if every morning at every grade level from kindergarten through high school, at the beginning of every day, all students stood up and were uh, led through a quick, like, minute-long summary of the time that Roger Clemens <laughs> threw a bat shard at my <laughs> like, and, and you would want to be the kid who gets chosen to say, I thought it was the ball. I thought right? it like, was like, the ball, yes. I and, thought it was and, the ball. Like but that. It, it could be a quick thing. It doesn't have to be a, whole, it doesn't have to be a huge deal. No, It's no, literally no. just a teacher saying, on this date, in this Subway series, in the year, what was it, 2000? 2000, um, uh, 2000, yeah. 2000, uh, Roger Clemens, who uh, had hit a lot of people in the head with baseballs in his life. <laughs> including including in, Mike Piazza. Including Mike Piazza. Was yeah. pitching to Mike Piazza in the second inning, and Mike Piazza swung at a ball, and the ball went foul, and the bat broke, and a, piece, a giant, the, the big part of the bat bounced out towards <laughs> Roger Clemens, who picked it up with his bare hand and threw it as hard as he could at Mike Piazza's feet. <laughs> and then and then and he would say, class, what did... What was his explanation and, for doing that? And then, and then, and then one everybody. lucky student gets to say, <laughs> <laughs> "I thought it was the ball." That would be, that would be great. Real quick, uh, it it was when I said that the Yankees are winning. It was five to two Tampa Bay in the top of the ninth with no uh, uh, with nobody on and nobody out. Gleyber Torres walked, Hicks struck out, Higashioka ground out, and Marwin Gonzalez just hit a two-run homer to make it five to four. <laughs> so, <laughs> just I can't, I literally can't believe how perfectly this is. No, worked out. again, and, they might lose. They, they might lose, but it's gonna be one run, no matter how big the lead is. And by the way, now, so Judge had the night off, and Gallo started in right field, went over three with two strikeouts. Guess who's pinch hitting for Joey Gallo right now? <laughs> I literally, literally, just happened. Marwin Gonzalez. So Marwin Gonzalez, real quick, because yes. we, we we shouldn't go too deep down this rabbit hole. Marwin Gonzalez has been out of baseball like 50 times. Right. Like he's been out of baseball and then brought back, and then he was out of baseball, and then he was brought back. But That's right. very, very recently. So in 2020, he played 53 games with the Twins, and uh, he hit 211, 286, 320. And then in 20 – so then he, he, we, he went to uh, Boston – and he hit uh, 202, 281, 285. He was he had a 566 OPS. He was 
the definition of a utility guy. He played a lot of positions and he would spell guys and he played decent decent defense, but he could not hit. He yeah. absolutely could not hit. And then he uh, he played 14 games for Houston that year and hit 176. So his combined average uh, in 2021 in like 91 games with Boston and Houston was uh, 199. Uh, and then he was basically out of baseball again. And he now he now has shown up with the Yankees. And uh, he, it's not like he's setting the world on fire. No. But, but he is now hitting, let's see, he's now hitting, uh, he went two for four with two runs scored and two RBIs today, and he has a 700 OPS. So, so <laughs> it's like, it is just shocking. He had a double and a homer, including a two-run homer in the ninth to, uh, to bring them within run one. Aaron Judge just flew out to left. The game's over. Oh. The Braves won. But, again, it literally the exact thing that we were talking about yes. just happened. Yeah. Where the no, Rays were up 5-2. Gonna... to two. It was comfortable. The, the, the Rays had their closer in, and then you blink, and the tying runs at the plate. Of course. Of course. That's how it's always going to be. All right. Time for a draft. Uh, we are oh, yeah, gonna... right. We have to do a draft. That's the whole reason we're here. That was the whole reason we're doing this. Exactly. Uh, we are drafting uh, players – names so the names are the best names of players and they have to be active players Act, active, active mlb players yes. mlb players we are drafting uh the best names all right and now there's uh, a, there's a twist that that applies to me only okay so we decided on this draft topic today i was on a location scout i was driving all over this godforsaken county looking yes. for locations to shoot some stuff and uh we you you pitched this topic i love this topic but i decided to add a twist just for me, which was I wasn't going to look anyone up. I was not <laughs> okay. going. I wasn't okay. going to go through rosters. I wasn't going to look at every active player. I was simply going to do it from my memory. Okay. Who who are my favorite names of current players? So my list has as but in in a good way. I did no research. I was just I'm going to yes. try to think as hard as I had a lot of time. To, we drove around for eight hours today, and I was like, I have a lot of time. I'm just going to think about who my favorite names are. So I'm sure I left a lot of great choices on the table. Sure, sure. But but I have the pride of knowing that this is all from memory. I like it very much. All right, well, I'll start it off since uh, since with that the 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 I came up with this draft, and the reason I came up with this draft is because the Mariners uh, now have a pitcher in their bullpen whose name is Penn Murphy, P E N N M U R F E E, Penn Murphy. That is a delightful name. Just absolutely fantastic name. What is Penn Murphy? You hear the name Penn Murphy, what do you think? Penn Murphy is the son of like Penn Murphy. He's Penn Murphy the second, don't you think? I mean, don't you think he's the son of a big oil baron? Yeah. You don't name your kid Penn unless there's some like fam- <laughs> old family money. Right. Because you're, you're like, look, if we name this kid Penn Murphy, he's going to get he's going to get made fun of. So we have to have the safety of knowing that, we, that he that has a lot of money. He has a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, who knows? But I the, the, see Penn Murphy is exactly the kind of guy who I will miss out on because I've never yes. heard of him before. You've never I heard of him, but it's a delightful it. name. It's a great name. Love okay. good choice. Um, my number one choice, and it's an easy one, an easy one. Yes. Spencer Torkelson. Yes. Yeah, I, I passed on Spencer Torkelson just so you could have him. As you may know, I've talked about this a lot. I am obsessed with names, obsessed with silly names. Always have been my whole life. And I've named uh, characters on, minor characters who have one line on many TV shows I've worked on with the goofiest names I can come up with. And Torkelson is right oh, up my alley. Name. I mean, it's yes. just like like Toby Flenderson on The Office. I named him. <laughs> yes. Flenderson is a last name I use all the time. 
if if someone if my daughter or or son asks me a question about someone says like what's that guy's name again uh, what I always say is Gern Grendelman that's just the name that comes out of my mouth when I don't know the real name of the person. Sure. So Torkelson is just, it's a chef's kiss emoji of a name for me personally. It's a great name. And also, he, like, theoretically is going to be like a Hall of Famer. So <laughs> it's, if Spencer Torkelson can make the Hall of Fame, it'll be one of the great moments of my life. Oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. The, the problem is struggling. He's struggling. Yeah. Rookie. Well, like, a lot of these of... guys are. Bobby Wood Jr. struggling. Torkelson struggling. Adley Rutschman is has been struggling. With you, the you know who's you know who is not struggling through one game? O'Neill Cruz. That's O'Neal. not that's not. Oh striving. man. Okay, real quick, <laughs> brief pause in the draft to talk about O'Neill Cruz. So O'Neill yes. Cruz, if you don't know who O'Neill Cruz is, he is the almost exactly the size, the the height of take your pick, uh, uh, Aaron Judge, LeBron, right. uh, Luka Doncic, right? He's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, something like six, that? 6'7", yeah, he's six, yeah. every bit of 6'7". He's 6'7", or 6'8". He plays shortstop, which is in itself amazing. If you yes. could go back to the time of Honus Wagner and tell him that someday this person, bring bring O'Neill Cruz with you and say, this guy's going to play your position, you would be uh, roundly laughed at. Um, or burned at the stake. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, he's so he's like six seven two fifty or something or two thirty. Yeah, he's two twenty. Yeah, he's yeah. But yeah, he he's, but and 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 he so it's he, muscle. Yes. So he the other day hit a ball in his first game. He hit a ball at one sixteen off the bat. I think like this one was one twelve. One twelve. In because he came up last year yeah, to play two like, games at the end of the year, just two right. games, and during that game, his second game, he hit an. 118 mile an hour pitch that is still the hardest hit ball any pirate has ever hit since they've been keeping this with staff cast. And that was literally at a two game call up. He also yeah. hit a home run during yeah. that, during that stretch. And then the, and then the other day he comes up in his, in his first game, he hit a ball at 112 that bounced like, uh, you oh. know, behind the dirt and was at the wall in a third of a second. <laughs> it was it was crazy. And it got like it skipped past the center fielder. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and he, he had no chance. And he rounded second and, and headed for third and there's slow motion video of it and he's smiling yep. with the biggest happiest <laughs> smile on his face that anyone it's like he's smiling the way that like a child smiles when the ice cream truck shows up. Yes. Yes. And then playing shortstop, he went oh. deep into the hole, backhanded the ball. And technically, I guess what you would say is he threw the ball to first. <laughs> That's what you would say. Technically. That's what you would say is, is like the cop. If you were trying to explain to someone what happened, you would say yeah. he threw the ball to first. If you watched the video, what you actually know is he launched the ball to first. Yeah, that's or ex- right. Or maybe exploded the ball to first. Well, like a- I I wrote that he threw the ball. It arrived at first. Before he threw it, the ball yeah. actually went back in time. I've it never was, seen a it ball. It was definitely that a a large hadrian collider particle acceleration <laughs> kind of a scenario where he like the ball was in two places at once. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was something that that phys, uh, physicists uh, physicists had had theorized. That's right. They, they they couldn't prove it. Yes, they they were like it is theoretically possible for a ball like a, a proton or like a neutron could be in a multiverse situation could be in two places at once they didn't it wasn't actually proven by scientists until o'neill cruz <laughs> threw that baseball and the ball was simultaneously in his hand and in the first base the that's ball. right that's yeah. right have you ever seen seriously have you ever seen a ball thrown that hard 
I don't think that I've seen one that appeared to have been thrown that hard. Yeah, the, that's the, right. The stats will tell you that the ball, it was 96.9 out of his hand or something like 96. that. 96.9, right? and only there's been two infield throws harder, both by Fernando Tatis Jr., right. who has an unbelievable arm. But I have never seen, maybe it's because he's so big, and maybe it's because of the way he sort of stepped into the throw. I've, I, like, like I gasped yeah. the first time I saw it. It, it appears it appears somehow when you watch the the video that the ball gets faster halfway yeah. halfway on its journey it appears that it, it goes halfway on its journey and then fires some kind of booster <laughs> rocket and then speeds up i i feel like there are throws that i know have come from the outfield that have been measured higher yeah. than that yeah um because you know those guys are taking running starts and right. putting as right. and like launching themselves toward the plate but I don't know that I've ever seen a more impressively fast throw than that uh, throw. Just, just truly shocking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible. Also, and by the way, O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz, great name. O'Neill Cruz is a great name. Not, it is not a, maybe top five draft worthy, but great name. Great name, absolutely. All right, with my uh, second pick, uh, there's so many good ones. Uh, I am going to choose. You know what? I'm just going to choose Baltimore's Anthony Bemboom. I just think I think Anthony Bemboom. Anthony Bemboom is not booming the ball this year. He's only hitting uh, one fifteen. But Anthony Bemboom is a great name, and mm-hmm. he's uh, and he's got some like boom in his game. Like it's, sure. it's 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 not it's not completely. You know, he's hit. Uh, all right, well, he hasn't hit that many home runs in his game. He's hit, <laughs> he's hit five, but but his name is still Bemboom. And look, he's six two, two hundred. He should. He should have a little boom in his game. He should game. have more boom than he has. A little more boom than his game is. Yeah. But it's a great name. It's great a great name. name. And uh, Anthony one Bamboo. that I totally forgot about was not on my radar because <laughs> I didn't look it up. Uh, sure. Good work. Um, uh, my second pick, and I'm kind of shocked you didn't take him, is Lars Newtbar. Oh, it's, I mean, it is it is good. It's it's almost, we've talked about it before, but it is it is good. Lars Newtbar uh, is, it, it, it sounds like a, like a, um, a, a, Swedish, like energy uh, snack. That's what I like about it. You know what I mean? It's like if you it does. like you sound like if you if you're if it's four p.m. and you're and you're having a late dinner and you feel your energy is flagging a little bit, try a Lars nude bar. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's and it's spelled so beautiful. Double O double A. Double O double A. You can't beat that. It's got seven it's got eight letters and four of them are vowels <laughs> and they're two sets of it's like two sets of twins. It's wonderful. Lars Nubar is delightful. It's it's a great pick. It's a great pick. Lars Nubar is not exactly uh knocking the cover off the ball this no. year. Well most people are are not knocking the cover no, off but, the ball. No, but but most year. people are also not hitting one thirty seven. But um <laughs> but you know, but we're hey Lars Newbar is a favorite here at the podcast. No yes. question about it. Podcast favorite. Good point. Excellent, excellent pick. All right. Um, you know what? With my third pick, look, I don't know if this is a great name. I think it's a great name. I'm just because it just it to me it stirs up a lot of things. I'm going to choose Jimmy Yacobonis for my uh, for my pick. Jimmy's been around for a while, and I I got to say that it was like. Today was the first time I I looked at that name and and really thought, yeah, I appreciate that. That's a that's just it's a, a good very good name, right? Solid it's a name. Very, it's a very size. It, it's a, the guy's from New Jersey. His name is Jimmy Ekabonis. 
could be better as far as that goes. Jimmy is only pitched in two games for the Marlins this year, but he hasn't given up a run. And uh, yeah, I, I think, look, the guy's connected. I got to feel he's connected. Jimmy Yacobonis. And he's, <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's just a very, very good name. Yeah. No, no, no quibbles here. Look, no, there's no losers in this draft. There's plenty <laughs> of great all, names to go around. They're all great names. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jurickson Profar. Oh, solid. So here's what I like about Jurickson Profar. Um, no one else. You've never met another Jurickson. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's, that's one. No. Number two, the whole thing, when you look at it, it seems like, well, this is an anagram of something, right? Yes. This, is, this isn't the thing. <laughs> this is the anagram, and I have to unscramble the letters. Right, right. And also, um, Jurickson Profart appears or sounds or seems like one of the names that, um, uh, what's his name, gives uh, in, in Silence of the Lambs. As like a, <laughs> as a as a clue, yeah. Uh, to to unravel like it's like a a clever a clever game like a like what is the real one that he gives her? It's like uh, it's the fool's gold one. The yeah, James James Gum or no wait James. that's the real that's the real guy. <laughs> right, I can't remember. Right. But he gives he's like go find this person and it's some ridiculous not real name and then yeah. she unscrambles it and it's and it's the answer is like it's whatever that fake fool's gold is or whatever. And I feel like if if he gave uh, Clarice Starling Jurix and Profar, <laughs> then she the next scene would be her coming back and going, very clever, Dr. Lecter. Jurix and Profar, uh, Profar unscrambled is, you know, Rick's uh, proffer. And you were clearly referencing that time that that guy Rick offered me something or whatever. You know, yeah. like it, like it, and it's r- regardless, it's not a name. It's not like a, it's not like a human <laughs> it's, name. It's, it's a, not it's, a name. No, 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 no. It's, it, it's fantastic. And I love it. And I'm yeah. going to name, if I have another child, I'm going to name it Jurix. <laughs> <laughs> Male or female, it doesn't matter. It really, it really does matter. Jerickson is, it's, and it has, it's like, it rings. Like there's a poetry to Jerickson profile. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's five syllables, which is awesome. Yeah. Three of the first name, Jerickson profile. That's a great, it's, it's a, a great, great name. name. It has but, the rhythm of a real name, but isn't actually, a real but, name. It's, but it's, not, but it is not a real name. I like that. I like Jerickson profile. How is Jerickson profile doing this year? Don't you know. know what? Everybody on the Padres are doing great. Yeah, Padres are playing well right now. 120 OPS plus. Yeah, I mean he's he's doing great. All right, um, my fourth pick. I'm, I'll tell you what. I've I've been going a little bit off the board. There, there are a couple of names I've got to get to, but I'm just gonna flat out take our guy Jason Shreve. I just feel <laughs> it, it's we we've discussed Jason uh, here on the podcast. That is not a real name. No. Jason Shreve is not a real name. No. No. So, as, as we've said before, it's a folksy, like, uh, sort of like a 1970s, like, dazed and confused type of movie. There's a right. famous line where one of the characters <laughs> said, they, someone says, how you doing, Billy? And he says, like, man, I'm just living my life, like, finding my dreams and chasing Shreve. <laughs> and all, and it's like a I'm famous line just... in movie history. And <laughs> That's what they named him after. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's very, he's a Met now. I, I would is love really? to, see, yeah, he is a Met. And I would love to see Chasen Shreve uh, stick it to the Yankees of the World Series. Oh, that God, would, imagine, that would what if the really Mets, be great. What if the Mets beat the Yankees in seven games of the World Series and Chasen Shreve gets the save? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they're like, he pitches the eighth and he's so good. They're like, gotta keep him in. He's Jason Shreve is, is dealing. What a name. Jason Shreve. Great name. Um, okay. I'm going to go with jazz Chisholm. Yeah, it's great. It's a it's good name. It's it's good. Fit, it also fits him. He's like the he's like the guy who's like making a flashy name for himself in the league yes. right now. And like, yes. he's like, uh, did you see he got rung up on a pitch that was like 18 inches inside the other day? <laughs> yes. And then afterwards he just tweeted, terrible. And <laughs> everyone was like, yeah, you're right. That was terrible. <laughs> Uh, but jazz, jazz as a name for like a cool baseball player, it's tough to beat. It's like see, that's the thing. If like somebody else was named Jazz, like if if Jason Shreve was named Jazz, it yeah, would now it would it wouldn't work. It wouldn't yeah. work. You know, it's like it's it's you've got to be. You're putting so much pressure on your kid by naming your kid Jazz, and then for him to like live up to it, like it's it's really amazing. impressive. It's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. And, and is there a more fun player around than, than Jazz? Well, uh, it depends on what you mean by fun, I guess. Because they're because right. like when Tatis is playing, I feel like he's oh yeah yeah. Fun. There are players who can do more things. Well, no, although but even Jazz just is for pretty pure, good. Yeah, Jazz is good, but I I think for pure fun, you're in the realm of like Tim Anderson, yeah, right, and and Tatis. Like he's he's in that echelon though. He's among the most like fun players. Yeah, to but watch he also time. is like the guy who like invents you know, baseball gloves that have like ice cream cone designs. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like he's like everything. You throw the whole package in. Um, he's up there. He's terrific. He's yeah. Ter- By the way, just, just so we, just so we we're all on the same page here uh, because there were questions about whether or not Jason or jazz Chisholm was like good. Like there were some questions coming into the year, like, eh, we'll see. I don't know. He's only hitting 241, but he's got 13 homers and 11 stolen bases. He's slugging 518. Yeah. Uh, and playing, you know. Well, Mattingly was defense. Mattingly was platooning him for a while, right? He I wasn't know, which was weird. Well, that's what I'm saying. Lefties. They gave yeah. him questions yeah. with him. Um, yeah, really, really strange. Really, really was strange. Was he one of the guys? Did he come over in the uh, in one of those? Um, did he come from like the Brewers and the Yelich deal or something? Where did he come no, from? No, he came over for uh, Zach Gallon. He came over oh, okay. for the. Uh, um, for the Diamondbacks, for for Zach Gallon. But by the way, the Diamondbacks, there's there's that was a another classy move by that organization. <laughs> <laughs> and it's known for their classy moves. <laughs> All right, so let's see. So I'm I'm already to my fifth pick. There's so many good ones. All right, so so here's a, I, I'm actually not going to pick this one, but I'm going to throw this out to you. Okay. Is Buck Farmer a great name? That's yeah, all right. I kind of I, I I really was going back and forth with whether or not it, it's a little Buck. like it's a fun and like an old timey like if Buck Farmer should have played for the Cleveland Spiders in eighteen ninety nine. Right, right, you know, it's like right. fun. It's fun and old way. Buck Farmer. Yeah, you know, no just... one could could <laughs> swing a bat like old Buck Farmer. <laughs> they should call him old Buck Farmer. Yeah, like old that apostrophe that would, Buck Farmer. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely help him. All right, so there's some great ones, like some very obscure ones, but I'm gonna go. With a very good player whose name just it's it's we've said it enough times now that it kind of loses a little something, but I gotta tell you, Whit Merrifield is a great name. Great name. Great name. Whit Merrifield is just a great name. Well, Whit Merrifield is the name of the bad guy in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> right? The, the right. pretty the pretty high school senior who is the love interest of the dorky, offbeat, like right. John Cusack guy right. is dating. 
Whit Merrifield. And Whit Merrifield wears his collar up, and his dad is rich, and he's going to go work on Wall Street. (laughs) And he's got feathered hair. He's played by James Spader. Spader, of course. He's got feathered hair, and you hate him. And then at the very end of the movie, like, he does one thing maybe where you're like, oh, Whit Merrifield is not a bad guy. He's Yeah. He kind of of looks over them and smiles knowingly that, like, yeah, this is the way. She she should end up with him. Is there – let me ask you this. Is there a whiter name ever for a baseball player than Whit? Maryfield. It's that's no, well, a, it's literally the word white with missing an e. <laughs> yeah, you you take the m out of there. It's white airyfield. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. Here's the thing. Like, Whit, I'll tell you who Whit Merrifield is. Whit Merrifield is Thurston Howell the third's best friend. <laughs> it's on. There's an. There's definitely an episode of Gilligan's Island where Thurston Howell the Third is so excited because his his great mate Whit Merrifield is is sailing on his yacht and is going to stop in and say hi on the island. Yeah. No. That that could be. Here's the here's the the thing though about Whit Merrifield. Like there to me, it's it's such a good name because it could go two ways. It could obviously go the ultra rich James Spader Thurston Howell the Third, or it could be really 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 southern and like oh we're naming our, our kid wit and and it's right. like which is what it is because he's or, or from florida south both. carolina yeah it's, it's yeah. also it could be both it could be oh, it old, could be it could be old south money yes wealthy southern money yes yes, yeah. yes well it could be it could be a lot of things yeah here's the thing whit merrifield's a good player yeah not this not this year though however he has absolutely been uh terrible this year 66 ops plus wit but come on but, buddy I know, but this lay is off a guy that's the, lay off the mint juleps, Wit. <laughs> do you do you think it's a mint julep problem? Do you think that's what it is? It's the only thing I can. Wit Merrifield out on the veranda. Do you feel like that's basically what's going on? He's you know what he's he's just homesick because he misses he misses the the estate back in Southern, <laughs> South Carolina. He misses the the weeping willows, the weeping the willows, or whatever. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. I'm going to make a very controversial choice for my fifth Uh-oh. pick. And it, you're not going to like it, frankly. And oh, you're not no. going to understand it, but I'm going to explain it to you, and then you'll get it, and you'll agree that I won the debate. Okay? No, I don't think so. The My fifth pick is Jonathan India. And you're thinking to yourself, what? Jonathan India? Why yeah. are you picking that? Right. Here's why. I have a theory about cool names, okay? Okay. And I think that the coolest possible names – are a very simple first name and then the name of a geographical location. <laughs> and as evidence, I present to you two two pieces of evidence only. Joe Montana. Okay. Maybe the coolest name any football player has ever. Joe Montana is an unbelievably cool name. Okay. And then in Dune, there's a, char- a very cool <laughs> character named Duncan Idaho. And when I okay. read Dune when I was in high school, I was like, Duncan Idaho, man. That I wish that were my name. Duncan Idaho wow. rules wow. as a name. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's like Joe Montana. And so anytime there's a name where there's a basic first name and then a, a place as the last name, I'm all in. I'm Does all it in work if the India. place is the first name and then it's just plain last name? No. Does Indiana to- Jones work? No, Indiana Jones is a great name, but a, a, a better name would be like would be Jones, like, Indiana. Yeah, or, <laughs> or like it doesn't quite work. Bill, jo- Indiana. So, I don't know. Something. Indiana's not the best one. India's much cooler than Indiana for a last yeah. name. But Joe, Joe Montana, Duncan Idaho, and Jonathan India, all three of those guys form up, form a Three Musketeers type crime fighting <laughs> duo. Man, I'm watching that show. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, we'll put up a poll asking if Jonathan India is a good name because it's a cool uh, name. I'm telling you, I know, I know you're not gonna. Let me let me tell you the ones I didn't in my uh, non yeah, research. I, I research. will tell you some of mine as well. Yes. All right. Here are the ones. Here are the the outside looking in. Okay. Um, uh, first of all, Mookie Betts. Great a, name. Great, great name. It's a great name. Um, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette is is great, and the Star Wars connection is connect so good. close to. But I'll tell you the name that I was actually gonna choose is number five, not because it's an amazing name, uh, for any reason other than I I like it. Nolan Arenado, I think well, it's is a, a, it's a, I think that's a good, a good name. name. Like if you like if you if if I told you that the coolest kid in my high school was named Nolan Arenado, you'd be like you'd yeah, be like that, yeah that, no that's yeah, right that guy that's right cool. Nolan yeah Arenado look is a cool four name. syllable last names are pretty strong yeah and also Nolan Arenado it's got a like yeah, a really nice iambic yeah no no or that's a good of one iambic, yeah uh, Gavin Lux pretty good name. I'm not in love with Gavin Lux as a name. It's not a it's a, Gavin Lux feels like Lux Lux stops too close. It's too it's too it's too abrupt. It's it looks better written than it sounds spoken. I would say. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, it, the X at the end looks cool, but yeah. I don't think it sounds that. cool. Like if you were reading a cheesy romance novel and the hero that were named Gavin, Gavin Lux, Lux. You'd be like <laughs> like that the whoever I don't I've never read Fifty Shades of Grey, but the main guy in Fifty Shades of Grey should be named Gavin Lux, and and, and very well might be. <laughs> I, well I really be. don't know. It might have been named after him. <laughs> uh, Randy Arozarena. Uh excellent, excellent, and pretty close. To your, uh, to your, you know, state uh, yeah, location. Yeah, it's, it's in you the... You know, Rosarena is right there. Yeah, it's close, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan Mountcastle is a great name. It is a good name, but... Not a great name, I, a good name. I yeah. don't, I don't like, I don't think Ryan works. I mean, no offense to his parents. <laughs> like, Mount Mountcastle is so strong, but I think that's a one-syllable pop. Yeah. Tom, Tom Mountcastle or... Right. or or Rich Mountcastle, yeah. Rich Mountcastle would be great. Yes. Rich, yeah. his name should be Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Two we'll, more. We'll tell him that, yeah. Two more. Uh, Madison Bumgarner. We can't forget it's, about Madison It's great. Bumgarner. It's a great it's a good name. name. And the last one, Tyler Danish. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tyler Danish. Tyler I Danish like Tyler is a good Danish. name. It's a really good name. All right, you tell me if these are good names. I, these are the ones I've written. Now, some of these are kind of obscure. Some of them are not. Um is Kyle Garlic a good name? That's a pretty good name. Yeah, I think yeah. Kyle Garlic's a good name. Is Bailey Ober a good name? Nah, that's kind of nothing. Bailey O B E R. Yeah, Tanner Tully. Yeah. Okay. Tanner Tully. Kind Tanner of, you know, got a certain ring to it. Yeah. A little bit of a ring. Sebi Zavala. That's a good name. Zavala. Backup catcher for the White Sox. Yeah. yeah. Sebi, and his first name is Sebi. S E B Y. So that seems pretty good. How about, okay, so I wanted, uh, I did not do this, but I wanted my fifth pick to be the Tigers' um, Will Vest. His name is Will Vest. That's pretty good. I wanted that because I thought, even if it's not that good a name now, you hold on to it, it will vest. (laughs) It will, I promise you. I promise you. It's it's in the name. I swear on all that is holy, it will vest. (laughs) Is Ranger Suarez a good name? I don't know. It's Maybe okay. not. It's okay. Okay. Uh, is Joe Mantiply a good name? That's a good name. That's a good name. I That's think Joe Mantiply is a good name. And then among actual, uh, you know, regulars, 
Is Corey Knable a good name? Corey Knable is a good name, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. It, I, think it, I always think it's a little close in a good way to Evil Knievel. Yeah, exactly why. Right. His name should like be it, yeah. Evil, right? His <laughs> nickname Knievel, should yeah. be Evil. Yeah, his, evil nickname, his nickname should 100% be Evil. So that I can't be believe it's Knievel. not. Maybe it is. I haven't, I haven't looked him up on the thing. And then uh, finally, uh, is the name, this is a guy in the Tigers, is Bo Brisky. A good name. How do you spell Breesky? So B-R-I-E-S-K-E. Oh, E-S-K-E, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bo oh. Breesky. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Maybe it's Bo Brisky, Bo Brisky. Ah, it's not a bad name, but I feel like Bo Bichette beats it in the Bo category. Yeah, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette definitely yeah. beats it. Yeah. All right, another successful draft. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say that, the word successful is in, is in quotation marks, right? It's implied. Oh, oh, that you're, oh yeah. no, no! I think I think any draft when we succeed to get to the end, <laughs> but so success success is merely recording it and, and completing it. Exactly, That's a, exactly. All right, that, then you know what? Another successful draft. So I, I feel I feel that's uh, pretty good. All right, so we got. Uh, we got one more, one more, uh, one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. It's one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. We talk about sports and we draft things we know, like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, no Diet Coke for Joe. The podcast was. It's one last thing. So uh, I have two dogs, and uh, one of them is an escape artist. She's a she's a part Kelpie. They're both rescues. She's a part Kelpie, which is like an Australian uh, cattle dog, and they. Okay. So she always wants to be like running in front of you at a million miles an hour guarding the perimeter looking for coyotes right sure. so if you if you open the door a crack she's yep. gone and we are gone. running running down the, the street a houdini dog if she you is will. a houdini dog yeah so uh she has gotten she's run out the door a million times and has disappeared in people's backyards and we were like we're, she, we're gonna lose her like we we can't control her uh and so i was like oh i've got an idea i'm gonna put an air tag on her to, to so that if she gets lost, I mean, she's obviously she look, she's chipped, she has a collar on, but sometimes she like slips out of it somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna put an air tag on her. That way, if she really does get lost, we can go run around and find her, right? So I got sure. an air tag, and I got a little thingy that clicks onto her collar, and I hung it from her collar, and uh, and she and it so it, it it dangled like a pendant in a necklace, okay. kind of, and she hates this thing and she <laughs> she like contorts herself and she and it, and it doesn't seem to be bothering her like it's not like it's uh it's not like rubbing against no her like but no. somehow she hates it and so she has started chewing on it, it it's got the somehow the air tag has dozens of bite marks in it because she's trying to like chew it off of her and so she chewed it so much that it started to in some way or another malfunction and so now it's making this odd buzzing noise, I think to indicate like battery low, probably because she damaged the mechanism. It, the battery sure. shouldn't be low. It's brand new. And, but it's like, so now you're walking around and you hear this like click, 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 like a <laughs> brrr, brrr, like all the time. And I keep trying to 
grab her and take so I can take it off her. But as soon right. as I as soon as I move toward the thing, she thinks I don't know. I'm putting another one on her, and so she runs away. <laughs> so now I can't even get it. I can't get it off her. And so now she's both an escape artist still, and also this thing is malfunctioning. And won't probably the battery will die imminently or it will break. And so if she does escape, we won't be able to find right. her. It won't serve its purpose. <laughs> and I she won't let me get to it to take it off of her collar. It's a, just a disaster all the way around. Do do I? You know, I've I've long thought that I should get air tags for various things. We've talked about air tags before, actually, on this yeah. podcast. Do they recommend air tags for dogs? I don't even know. I just had this thought because I put one on my wife's keys, which she is always trying to find. And yeah, well, it has, keys, and it has really helped her many times. Right, and keys, keys they do recommend. I put like one on in my your wallet. Yeah, they my, recommend. I put yeah. one on my son's backpack, which has been great because That's he's always great. losing yeah. his backpack. So I was like, I just had, I had one extra one from the four pack I bought, and was like, oh, sure. wait, the use for this is my dog, who's always trying to run away from us. <laughs> and then you know the disaster has unfolded slowly and, and steadily. That has not worked. That has not worked. All right. My one last meaningless thing. Uh, you know, I, I, every so often uh, I get asked to speak at places. Hmm. That that ever happened to you? Have you ever had that happen to you? I have occasionally asking? been asked yeah. to, uh, to come somewhere and say something to someone. Yes. yes. Yeah. Come ask me to speak. I don't know why. And and, and I, I have no explanation for it. But when, when you come and speak, they will very often uh, give you a gift. Mm-hmm. For speaking there, you know, like a coffee mug or a, a little coffee mug, a little hoodie uh, pen, or something. Sure. a little, yeah, a little fun thing. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke um, at this uh, club in New York called the University Club, which is um, a very uh, prestigious uh, place. Sure. And they, in fact, when they asked me to speak, they basically said, you know, this every you know Winston Churchill did this and blah 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 this this was their their pitch and uh so I'm like all right yeah I'll, I'll do it so I went and spoke and they were delightful people could not have been nicer <clears throat> big baseball fans all of that but as I left they gave me a gift they, and and it was just in a little box and and I did not open it and I put it in my uh uh briefcase my suitcase I was leaving literally right after there put it in my suitcase got on the on the plane blah 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 landed opened it up in the box it's and i can show it to you because it's right here nobody else can see it but you can see it in the box right here okay is a small like cigar box looking a little 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 wooden cigar box is a lovely pen very nice which is very very nice Mm -hmm. and a weapon (laughs) (laughs) a letter opener that looks like a a knife that looks like a knife yeah okay they let me on the plane with this letter opener which i don't i don't even want to get in to the whole issues of thing but here's my question at what point does a prestigious place like the university club give up on the letter opener like 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 how like how far do we have to go away from mail before it's, they give up on the letter, it's opener. certainly hearkening back to a time long gone by, <laughs> long when, gone by, when distinguished gentlemen of letters would <laughs> correspond with each other across the country. Dear sir, I hope this yes. letter finds you well. I sailed <laughs> yes. for London in the morning and thought <laughs> I would blah blah blah. Yours, yeah, we don't need yes. we don't need letter openers anymore. You don't need a 
a letter. You don't need a tool to help you open the envelopes from the four <laughs> charities that send you mail and the 11 political candidates who send you mail because all you're doing is picking those up from wherever the mail was dropped off and then bringing them right to your recycling and throwing <laughs> them away. Do you actually think there should be two by the mailbox? There should be a mailbox and a recycling bin. Yeah. And you just basically, either you could do it or if you want to save time, have the mail person do it. Yeah. Where they, they could, they, and, and by the way, I'd be perfectly fine if they made their own judgments. Yeah. If they looked at it and they went, yeah, they, they don't want this. They don't want just this. Just right there. Put Pen, that right penny, there. Penny saver ads. Yeah. I think you can. Yeah. Go ahead they're probably, they probably don't right. want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes. Letter opener. Man. I, I think I, a cool I, prank for a, um, for a place like the university club or any other prestigious institution would be to invite someone to speak. Yes. And then say, we have a small gift for you and either wrap it up and I'm heading right to the airport. Oh, don't worry. You just you open it up when you get home. And then inside the box, they put a revolver. A like gun, yeah. A gun, no. yeah. So oh, that, no, but I like it even better. A revolver. An old, like, An old, tiny, and that 38 snub nose, whatever they're called. Yeah, so that you seem like a, a, like a, a truly uh, weird person who is also dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like an antique revolver. Like a so Sherlock Holmes era revolver. <laughs> And so when you come up, you have like oh, that's not mine, you know. Like, like you would literally, yeah. yeah, it would not go well. But they, but in order, in order to complete the prank, they engrave it with your name, so that <laughs> you, you say this isn't mine, and then they're like, it literally has your name on it. This is a free idea, free idea for a funny prank for any organization. Funny prank for any that of wants you, to get someone you know, arrested any, and thrown. Who wants to get? Who wants to get the person they asked to speak to for them uh, arrested? I you got to admit, it would be, it would work. It would be funny, and it would work. It would. Funny, I don't know. It would it would work. It definitely would work, you know, I, I would think. Uh, all right. Well, we did it. We Successful. made it. We successfully did it. We successfully achieved. I can't tell you when this is going up, but you know what? That's not our business. Not our problem. It's not. Well, we've already done our work. That's right. right? As always, Mike, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me, Joe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.